Great. Let me read you what it says in Matthew 5. And I'm going to read from um, the message version. Sometimes the message version just brings out something that we may, uh, you know, familiar passages. It brings out something that we sometimes can miss. Let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God. This generous Father in heaven. It's good, isn't it? Isn't it a good translation? At church, at this church, we talk about wanting to see Sheffield transformed to reflect God's kingdom values. And one of the key reasons I suggest to you this morning that we are saved, we are, what we are saved for, is so that we can be co-authors with God to rewrite a different narrative for our city, to rewrite a different story, to be people who demonstrate what the kingdom of God looks like in the city, and also to be people who see where the kingdom of God is already working and celebrate it and call it out. We aren't the sole owners of what the kingdom of God can be. It's not just about us with all the answers. It's about us going and being people who see where God is at work. Anybody can complain about the darkness, but the people of God are called to be a light for the city. Anybody can say what's wrong with our city, but the people of God are the ones who can bring light and can bring transformation because God, we carry God. We have his heart for the city. Alan Scott, who used to be in um, Causeway Coast Vineyard, in Northern Ireland, now is actually leading the church that John Wimber used to be at in Anaheim in California. He says this, God didn't enter your life so you could become a believer and attend church. Sorry to break that one to you. He entered your life so you could come alive in his presence and bring life to everything and everyone you encounter. That's a good quote, isn't it? He entered your life so you could come alive in his presence and bring life to everything and everyone you encounter. Can you remember when Jesus first started his ministry and he stood in the temple and he quoted from Isaiah 61 and he said this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And then I love, I kind of imagine the dramatic moment. He kind of rolled up the scroll, stared them all in the eyes, and said, Today, this has been fulfilled in your sight. He stood there and basically said, It's here. It's me. 
this is going to be realized in me. And you know what? As his body, guess what? It's realized through you and me, that same passage. So, the Spirit of the Lord is upon us. For he has anointed us to bring good news to the poor. He has sent us to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. That is our calling now, as his body, as his hands and feet. We are good news for the city. That's what he's calling us to be. Okay, some two observations, if that's true, if we take that to be true. First of all, it says the Spirit of the Lord is upon us, for he has anointed us. Does it stop there? Is it all just about a big bless up? Come into his presence. We love his anointing, and that's it. No, he's anointed us to be good news. It was never about being blessed, full stop. It was always about being blessed to be a blessing. Anointed to be good news. Right from Genesis 12 with Abraham. Remember we talked about this, didn't we, in a, in a previous series. Abraham was called by God to be blessed, to be a blessing to all nations. The, not, the, the calling hasn't changed for God's people. We are anointed to be good news. We have God's power. We have God's insight. We have his authority to demonstrate and to announce the things of the kingdom in our city. He's given you authority to be the one who demonstrates who the, what the kingdom of God, who he is in this city. He's given us as his church the authority and the anointing to be that for our city. To see where he is at work and to call it out and to celebrate it. What has God stirred in your heart for the city? Now, what I should have said at the beginning, not everyone here may live in Sheffield. So please, when I say Sheffield, because most people here will be living in Sheffield or have come to Sheffield, please put your location in that space. Okay, because God has, isn't just wanting Sheffield to be blessed. He's wanting everywhere to be blessed, but we happen to be in this locality. What has God stirred in you about God's kingdom that would be good news to the people that you meet every day? What's he stirred in your heart? Who are the people that you meet Monday to Friday, Saturday? Where you work, where you go to school, where you go to college, where you go to uni, where you're at home. Who is, what has he stirred in your heart for the city? What do you see that you know God has a heart for? What's he stirring in you? Some of you, many of you, do this, have this as a, as a passion in your hearts for wanting to see God's kingdom values realized in the city. And I want to acknowledge that. But please, if you have that already, stir the rest of us. Champion it. Go for it. Talk to us about what your heart is and what you, God's placed on your heart. So we are anointed. And secondly, we go into the city in humility. We don't go, hey, here we are. Your salvation has come. Philadelphia, here we come. The city is going to be fine now because we're here. We don't go like that. Do you remember um, Palm Sunday? Jesus going into the city of Jerusalem. Just before Jesus goes into the city, Pilate, the, the Roman governor, 
will have entered, every year he entered the city of Jerusalem through the imperial gate, riding on a horse that was fully adorned with all his army going before, behind him, his, holding the Roman um, thing. <laughs> What's it called? Pardon? Standard. That's what I was looking for. Holding the Roman standard in front of him. A sign of power, a show of power, a show of this is who I am. Really trying to keep all those around him um, subservient to him. Well, how did Jesus go into the city? On a donkey. You know, he's, he's the king of the world. He's, he's God. Yet he chooses to enter the city on a donkey in humility to serve the city. To serve the city. And he calls us to do exactly the same. You and I are called to serve this city in the manner that Jesus served. He still reaches out his hands to heal. He still challenges those who use power to oppress vulnerable people. He still walks to those who no one else wants to walk to and gives them respect and dignity. He still brings joy and laughter. And he does it still through his body, you and me, to be a blessing, a light, to serve the city. That's why at this church and many churches in the city, we value things like CAP and Restore and Firth Park Academy Day where we don't meet and worship, but we go there and we go and bless the school and we clean it up. Do join in with those days if you can. It's, it's as much a part of our worship as, as what we're doing here this morning. Going into the city and saying, the kingdom of God looks different. And demonstrating it as well as announcing it. Because in God's kingdom, which is demonstrated through his body, there is no poverty. There's no abuse of any sort. People are valued and loved in God's kingdom. And where we can be demonstrations of what will one day be fully realized, that's what we're called to be. To serve the city and to bless the city. We have a song, don't we, that we sing when uh, speaking about Jesus. When you walk into a room, everything changes. Darkness starts to tremble at the light that you bring. Well, he walks into rooms still when you and I walk into rooms. When as a church we walk into rooms and darkness still trembles because you and I are anointed with the authority of God. And part of the the thing that will help us to be the church that God's called us to be is for us just to realize that, to step into that, to, to believe that God has given us all that we need to be a blessing to our city. And lastly, not only do we get to bring blessing by demonstrating and announcing in humility, but we get to recognize and celebrate that which already honors God in our city. It's not just about us, like I say, having all the answers. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. I love that translation, bringing out the God colors in the world. Where is God already at work in our city? Celebrate that. Shout about it. Post about it. Tweet about it. Instagram about it. Whatever, whatever you do. Do that. Celebrate what God is already doing. Celebrate what you see in other churches that is, is great. We're all one body in this city, all working for the kingdom of God to be realized. So celebrate it. Where can you join in with what God's already doing in the city? 
in the different areas of our city. When you see a business that is doing good things in our city and has God values, even if they don't realize that they're doing, they're honoring God by the way they are, celebrate it. Christians should be the ones who are known for being the most encouraging people. Not the ones who complain, because anyone can see the darkness, but Christians are the ones who see where God is and can bring the light. We should be known as the people who are the first to send that email, I love the way you did what you did. Or, you know, you go and have a coffee at a coffee shop, and they're always welcoming, and they always treat you well, and they know your name. And I know, I know, I could be, I'm not naive, I know it's good business to do that, and it makes them more money. But say, say it. Encourage the per- person. When you get that kind of a welcome, celebrate it. Because it reflects a little, even if it only reflects a little bit of something of who God is, we should be the ones who, it's a bit like um, a fire that's smoldering. We're the ones who kind of blow on it, bring it to life, yeah? And we say, yeah, that's good. We We want to encourage that. We want more of that. Where in the city do you see things that are happening that reflects God's hearts and values? Shout about them, celebrate them. Some of the things I thought about, ED pastors, emergency department pastors, some of you will know about this. Churches across the city of Sheffield that um, join together to go into the emergency rooms of the hospitals and are pastors in those places. The, the, The NHS is asking the churches to go in and be a blessing to those areas. That's the sort of thing we want to celebrate and we want to get involved with where we can. Street pastors, other churches that are doing great things. You, you, you may be know, you, you may be thinking of things now and you, that you know of in this city. It's, let's be people who encourage, let's be people who celebrate those things we know which give God glory. Whether the people are Christians or not, doesn't matter. We're called to celebrate those things which resonate with the kingdom of God. And actually, as we do that, it calls people to ask questions. You know, I went, we were in America um, a couple of years ago visiting family, and we were in a restaurant, and um, the waitress was really, really lovely. It was in, in Cracker Barrel, if you know Cracker Barrel restaurants in the States, good old home country cooking. And um, she was really good. And as we left, I just went back to her, and I said to her, you are so good at what you do. You're really good at welcoming people. I, I'm a, I'm, it helps sometimes to be a vicar. I, I'm a vicar of a church, and we, we strive to be able to welcome like this because that's what God would do. That's all I said. We, and, and you should, she, she was so encouraged. And we should be the people who are known for doing that. Go back and, see, and encourage people for what you see in them because you call it out of them. And actually then you, 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 they start asking you, well, why do you think this? You kind of, um, the opportunity to speak more about God comes when you, when you have that kind of attitude, when you call out the things of God in people. And you, and I, you will know those people who don't yet follow Jesus but who you know reflect something of the heart of God in their lives. Well, you and I are people who are meant to call that out of them, not by preaching at them, but by celebrating what is in them of God, and then that will draw it out of them, and it'll give opportunity to talk about Jesus to them, I'm sure, down the line.
So here's my kind of challenge to us all. Don't just be someone who moves to the city. Whenever, whenever you moved, however long you've been here, or whether you're a fresher, you're very welcome, love the fact that you've moved to Sheffield, but don't be someone who has just, just moves into the city. Be someone who is moved by the city. Don't be someone who just moves to the city. Be someone who is moved by the city. In the same way that Jesus, as he went into the city of Jerusalem and he looked over the city and it says he wept over the city because his heart was for the city. Do you know that God isn't at war with our city? He's for our city. He loves our city. He wants our city to prosper. He wants where we live to be blessed, to become all that it could be. We're not called to be a ghetto on a hill. We're called to be a city on a hill. Going public, calling out the things of God, demonstrating the things of God. To follow God into our city, to live lives with each other that lets his light shine through. To be community where we live and work and to invite others into it. And it's about being real as well. It's about being real as we do this, not pretending to be something that we aren't. Because it's God working through our lives, isn't it, that, that, brings, that, that causes questions, that raises questions. So you don't have to have all the answers. You just have to be honest and real about what God's doing, the journey you're on, what he's done already, where you struggle, where you're going. But just be open, be transparent. Michael Frost talks about living questionable lives. We should all live questionable lives. Lives that cause people to ask questions. Um, I love that. So, where can you create space so you have time to see what God is doing in the city? Here's the challenge. We live very busy lives. We live in the city and we consume stuff in the city. But God is calling you to be so much more, to be moved by the city and to be a blessing to the city. So where is your life so busy that you don't even have time to, to hear the, the, the promptings of the Holy Spirit that is in you for the city? What he might be wanting to say to you about the city, about the people that you work with, that you live amongst. Where can you create space where you stop and you look over the city and you just hear God's heart for it? Because he wants to speak to his church about this city. Where can you, cause, can you, can you pause? Where, and here's the other thing. Where do you see God at work in the city? Is he inviting you to join him with what he's already doing? Or is he inviting you to celebrate something that you already see? To encourage something? Either a person or a, an organization. Where might he be doing that? And with all of these, what does it mean to be part of the body as you do this? What does it mean? Because you can't do this. I can't do this on my own. This is why it's part of the body series. What does it mean to be part of the body? Who will you go with if God's calling you to go to something, to do something? Will you do it with someone? Or how will you allow your church family to resource you? I'm going to read 
some words from Jeremiah 33 as a final thing. And I look, can we all stand together? These are words that, uh, that are um, spoken over Jerusalem again um, a long time ago. But I've just changed the word Jerusalem to be Sheffield. So it's a kind of like a prophetic word over Sheffield. Because it's still, God's heart is still the same for cities. So maybe just um, hear this as God's heart and allow God to stir your heart for the city and for what he may be calling you to. But now take another look. I'm going to give this city of Sheffield a thorough renovation, working a true healing inside and out. I'm going to show them life whole, life brimming with blessings. I'll restore everything that was lost. I'll build everything back as good as new. I'll scrub them clean from the dirt they've done against me. I'll forgive everything they've done wrong. I'll forgive all their rebellions. And Sheffield will be a center of joy and praise and glory for all the countries on earth. They'll get reports on all the good I'm doing for her. They'll be in awe of the blessings I'm pouring on her. Yes, God's message. The time is coming when you're going to hear laughter and celebration, festivities, people exclaiming, thank God of the angel armies. He's so good. His love never quits. As they bring thank offerings into God's temple, I'll restore everything that was lost in this land, in this city of Sheffield. I'll make everything as good as new. I, God, say so.